For those of you who have lost money, like millions overnight. For those of you who are or have been in personal debt. For those of you who have been at rock bottom, ready to give up. Get ready because it's gonna get a whole lot worse. And that's a great thing. This is Below Zero to Hero, a brain dump by The Fail Coach, helping entrepreneurs develop a healthy relationship with failure. Look, failure can't be feared. It's the number one killer of creativity, ideas, dreams, and even entrepreneurs themselves. And it's thought will never get in your way again. With the right mindset, failure can be step one into a new journey of being a better leader, having better balance, better relationships, and most importantly, success. So bring it on. This is Below Zero to Hero with The Fail Coach. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Brained Up by The Fail Coach. Uh, we're doing another interview, and today we have my dear friend Jamie here with me. And, you know, without any further ado, Jamie, welcome to the show. And uh, please tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are and what it is that you do. Miha, thanks so much for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Truly honored. Uh, my name is Jamie J, and I am the CEO of Bottleneck Virtual Assistant. So we, we operate a uh, remote-based staffing agency, and uh, we also do call centers. And that's pretty much what we do. We help stop the bottleneck in small business owners and entrepreneurs' uh, business. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been using virtual assistant services for quite some time now, but I know that many entrepreneurs are not so uh, comfortable when they're starting because they don't know who to choose, how to choose, who do I want to work with, how do I set this whole thing up. So I'm really looking forward to this interview because I know that you will, you will help us overcome those uh, potential struggles that we might have in the beginning. Um, and virtual assistants are an amazing way, uh, in, in my opinion, to start that initial growth and even later on for scaling because you can add or remove people uh, quite quickly without the hustle of employment and, and so on. Um, so my first question would be, uh, let's say for those who are not so familiar with the whole term, what is a virtual assistant or a VA? This is a great, great question, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, and a lot of people get this confused with AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, and, and there are virtual assistants in the AI world. However, that's not where I live. And so virtual assistants, to me, the way that I would define it is uh, hiring somebody from a remote location. So other than where you work and or, in my case, live, <laughs> since my, I, have a, I work out of a home office, um, I hire staff remotely. Uh, and thanks to the lovely interwebs, uh, just like you and I are talking in two completely different countries right now, very easily through uh, wonderful technology, re remote-based or virtual assistants, or as you said, VAs, uh, can perform a lot of the mundane tasks, daily repetitive tasks, uh, that can free up our times as business leaders, entrepreneurs, or small business managers, whatever. And so basically, a, a virtual assistant is just that, someone that works on your behalf from a remote-based location. Okay. Um, maybe 
what kind of virtual assistants are there? Like, you know, like what can we hire them for? I think there's a plethora of different things you can hire them for. Um, and one, of the, I love this question because I think uh, anything that you do that you would do repetitively, check your email. Um, if you're a, a, a podcast audio, you're, you're doing a podcaster and you're audi- editing all of your audio all the time. We all know how consuming that, that can be. You can outsource all of those repetitive tasks. So you can outsource audio editing of your podcast. You can outsource um, checking your email to an administrative assistant. Um, writing blog content is something that you can outsource to a writer who's really good at doing stuff like that. To, so that will free up the time for us to focus on things that are maybe more high level, more focused on growing the business, maybe attending events or you know handshaking, getting in and talking to people, uh, promoting the business at a higher level where we really need to be there. You can't really outsource uh, that part. You can't outsource you, uh, Miha, doing this interview, right? But you can definitely outsource the things that come after it on a repetitive t- task. Yes, yes, I, I agree completely. Uh, I know that one of my struggles uh, in the beginning was, you know, I was used to having people work in my company. So they were there, mm-hmm. I could oversee mm-hmm. them, I could, uh, you know, help them when they had struggles with something. It, it, it was just very comfortable. But then, you know, when I moved into the online, online space and working from home office, that wasn't really an option anymore. Uh, and my f- struggle back then was, you know, like, how do I onboard a person from, you know, um, maybe the other side of the planet, you know, like, how do I do that yeah. uh, in, in a good way? So maybe um, if, if you can share a little bit of that with us. Most definitely. And I can completely understand those challenges, those struggles, because we're so used to um, we're human beings are social in nature, right? We love being uh, talking to other people and being there, being present. However, there's so many things that we can do again by leveraging technology. Uh, we can meet uh, on video conferences on Zoom. One of the things, and this is what I really love about what you do, Miha, is that you're very system driven processes, workflows, very process oriented. And one of the things I've found, because I practice what I preach here, we are a 100% remote based company. So even the people that work for me internally, they're all in other countries or in other locations. But one of the things that I really appreciate about what it is that you do is you believe 100% in systemizing your business. And that means processing it out, workflows, step-by-step on how you do every single thing in your business. And what I've found is by hiring remotely, it almost forces us to process and systemize our business. And that to me is incredible because my mantra is do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it. And what that means is document, 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 document everything you're doing, whether it's on a screen capture, whether you write it down, whether you take snapshots or screenshots and then write instructions. It could be something as simple as checking your email. How do you check your email? 
how do you compartmentalize the different emails? Do you have a, a, a folder set up for billing? Do you have a folder set up for personal? Do you have a folder? It just, how, how do you do that? So that that way, later on, when it does come time for you to be, and you're getting completely busy, your business is growing like crazy, congratulations, you need some help. Right. So if you can start systemizing your business as soon as possible, not only will it help you to bring somebody on from a remote based location where you won't have to worry about standing over their head and micromanaging them, but it also, as you well know, increases the evaluation of your company because a process driven company is worth a lot more than a company without any processes or systems. Yes, exactly. I mean, if you if you can run your company in a way where things are duplicatable and scalable, uh, that sure adds a lot to the value if at one point you do want to uh, exit the company. So, yeah, you are you are 100 percent right on that. Um, so virtual assistants usually means somebody uh, who is not in the same country, usually. I mean, you can have virtual assistants uh, from, uh, from the country where you are and they're just remotely based. Uh, but most of the time mm-hmm. they, they are uh, locationally, they are quite far away from you, which means, um, you know, different country, different laws. Uh, a lot is different or can be different. Um, so, you know, yeah. we might be familiar with the laws in our own country. We should be familiar with that. But, you know, um, mm-hmm. is there any easy or a good way how we as entrepreneurs can, you know, overcome like, oh, what happens, you know, um, if if they don't do their part? What happens if, you know, they break uh, some rule or something? How can we, you know, terminate uh or even not just terminate, the termination part is quite easy, but, you know, what if they did something that caused, uh, um, you know, some some problems uh, for us vis-a-vis our clients or something, um, you know, like maybe a breach of confidentiality or something like that. Do you have any experiences with, with those kind of things or do you already let's say, eliminate all, eliminate all that with doing a very, very thorough and very good pre-qualification before you even hire them. So, Miha, this is probably one of the most important aspects of hiring a virtual assistant is understanding the risks that are there. First off, I always let people know you have to understand that this is a human being. So no matter how well you vet or how well you do backgrounds or references, no matter how well you do that, there is that human, there is that human essence that is there. Now, that being said, if you look at hiring a virtual assistant, it's the same, in my opinion, as hiring somebody to work in your brick and mortar. Uh, in your brick and mortar, people have stolen information before, before they've left. Uh, I, I've known of people when I work in corporate America that stole contact list or left with contact list. And in essence, that's stealing from the company. Uh, they may have developed that list, but the, it's a property of that company. This is all, all of this, or I shouldn't say all of this, but I would say probably 95% of this can be avoided by setting expectations early on and clarifying what the job roles and responsibilities are. 
as you may or may not know, or some of your listeners may not know, people don't leave companies. They leave managers. If you don't have a good relationship with your manager or your or whomever it is that you're working for, who you're reporting to, then chances are going to be higher that you're going to leave on poor terms. And what I've found is that the number one reason why people leave is because of lack of communication. Setting expectations early on, um, setting up workflows and processes so that whomever it is that is working for you in a virtual capacity understands exactly what their job roles and responsibilities are. Now, every once in a while, you're going to get a bad apple, and there's nothing you can do to stop that. However, that's why we have a three-tiered vetting process in place here so that we look at, you know, what kind of security do they have? Are, are they hardwired in instead of Wi-Fi? What's the backup plan in case they don't show up? And then we talk to our clients, too. Do you have a contingency plan in place? Some of them are like, what is a contingency plan? Well, what are you going to do if for some reason uh, next year your VA goes on vacation for two weeks or requests to leave? What do you do when they're gone? What happens if they get sick? What happens if one day, hopefully this doesn't happen to them, but they, they just don't show up? What do you do? As long as you're prepared yourself, it's going to help build the relationship and it's going to reduce the likelihood of anything negative happening with regards to theft or stealing information um, or you know, a client uh, getting access to CRMs or EHRs or HIPAA compliancy in the medical world. There's all kinds of things that you can do as long as you set the expectations early on and have a, have a job roles and responsibilities set out straightforward so that it prevents any ambiguity. It's clearly black and white. Okay. Okay, I understand. But um, so you, you obviously you run an, an agency, a virtual assistant agency, um, and and that's yes. one way you can. Uh, when you're an entrepreneur, you can either um, try to find a virtual assistant by yourself, or you can of course go through an agency. Um, could you you know like tell us a little bit about what's you know the difference between um, me. Uh, finding somebody online or me uh, coming to you and saying, hey, Jamie, I need a virtual assistant for my needs. Uh, mm -hmm. I would love to uh, work with you on finding the right person for me. Yeah, this is great. So I've been doing this since 2006. Mia, that's, that's, a, that's a long time in, in this day and age. Um, and I've probably hired, fired, trained uh, business owners, uh, managers, over a thousand. And I've learned a lot about the hiring process. As a matter of fact, I worked for a staffing agency and got let go three months after I started. Um, so it's kind of ironic that I now own and run a staffing agency. But what I've found in all this time, this is what I live for. This is what I focus on every single day. And it's expensive to hire somebody. In the United States, uh, according to Glassdoor, it costs $4,129 to hire somebody. Do you have any idea how much it costs to fire somebody? No. Six to nine months worth of salary. Knowing this... It is so important that you hire very slowly and, and be 
intentional about your hires. A lot of people are, by the time they get around to wanting to hire a VA, they want to hire a rock star. And I'm, I'm holding up my hands using air quotes so that they can get them on, bring them on board and alleviate all the stuff and just get them on and, and, and get to work and just think that, oh my gosh, this new person, this rock star is going to handle everything for me. And it's disastrous. That person that you hired may be one of the best virtual assistants in the entire world. However, if you're not prepared to train, uh, you don't have workflows, processes in place, you don't have a job role and responsibility in place, you don't have meetings set up on a weekly basis, especially early on, I, I encourage people to meet with their new VAs every single day. Meet with them in the morning for 15, 20 minutes. Meet with them at lunch just to kind of see how things are going. Meet with them again at the end of the day. Be prepared to have the time to train. And before people start saying, that's why I'm hiring somebody because I don't have the time, you better make time. Uh, this is one of the biggest areas that many of us fail during the hiring process in. And if you can't make time to train somebody, uh, to be there for them, especially in the very beginning, they're, they're not mind readers. They can't understand what's in our heads. And we think it's so easy. Why don't they just do this? Well, it's easy because that's what we specialize in. They don't. That's why it's so important to do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it. Start creating workflows and processes. Hand it off to your VA and let them improve upon it because they're going to be handling these mundane details, these tasks that don't give you energy and that you can easily delegate to someone else. They're going to be improving the process. As a matter of fact, now when I, when I do something, my VAs, they write their own job roles and responsibilities now. So every six months, we look at them and review them. Every year, we write new job roles and responsibilities. Because as you know, uh, as time moves on, things change. All of our systems and processes are documents, but we consider them living, breathing documents. They need to constantly be updated or reviewed. And if and you as the leader, as the business owner, as the manager, as the entrepreneur, you are the person that says yes or no on these processes and how they're delivered or executed against, but you don't have to worry about getting into the mundane details. That's what your virtual assistant is for. Does that kind of um, help yeah, explain yeah, yeah. that? I mean, I agree fully. Like the one thing that I teach all my clients is that processes are always permanent beta because so many things outside of our company, ah. outside of what we can do can change. And so, uh, we always need to be, uh, you know, aware of that. We always need to be uh, prepared for that and, and ready to, you know, pivot, change, polish our processes, improve upon them and so on. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg can change algorithms tomorrow and, you know, there's nothing we can do. We can't call the guy and say, hey, change it back to where it was yesterday. We have to just adopt to that and, and, and work with it. Um, so that's why one of the first things that I teach my clients, whether they're just starting out or they're already seasoned entrepreneurs, is permanent beta mindset. Um, but you didn't answer my question. Like uh, my, my question, I mean, yes, you, you gave a very good answer uh, and uh, a bit extra explanation on how the whole VA thing works. But uh, my, my question was, you know, like, 
what's the difference or, you know, like when, when I decide and I say, okay, it's time for me to hire a VA. I'm doing all these repetitive tasks. I don't like to do them. Uh, I do have the money, the cash flow to pay somebody to do it for me. Uh, now, what's the difference if I go let's say, into Facebook groups and start saying, hey, I need a virtual assistant. Who here is a virtual assistant? Let me know. Message me. And then, you know, proceed with hiring them myself and doing the whole process myself versus coming to you and say, hey, Jamie, this is what I need. Can you help me with this? Thanks for reeling me back in. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the biggest difference is there is the time in the very beginning. A lot of people that want to go out and, and, and say, hey, I'm looking for a virtual assistant. They have to go out and they start getting all these resumes in of people that really want to work for them. And then they have to review all of them. And they have to, they may not know what they don't know. We know what we're doing. Uh, we have a huge database of VAs that are is super excited uh, to get working. And we go through a three-tiered vetting process There's a four-step application process for our VAs, wherein if they reach out to us and say, hey, I don't know how to do something like this, or I don't know how to upload this, that sends a red flag up. Only about 20 to 25% of the people that come on board and go through our application process actually complete the application. So that weeds out a lot of people. We also do disk profiles so that we can look at how their personality shapes up. Uh, We do video uh, resumes as well as regular resumes. All of our VAs are vetted. They're all college graduates or equivalent. So we want to make sure that when they commit to something, they complete that task. So for somebody that's on their own and trying to do it themselves, they, they don't have this process in place. They actually have to learn how to interview, learn how to find people. They don't know if they are finding somebody. What happens if they do hire somebody remote in another country and all of a sudden they don't show up? How do they get in touch with that person? Well, we have ways of doing that. And since we've established our relationships um, since 2006, we've really built up a good reputation. And we have a nice little network of people that uh, you know we can, we can really have good influence over to help our clients out. So that would be the main difference between. And plus, we go ahead and vet and will it down to three candidates for our clients to interview. So if 30 applications come in, they don't have to review every single one of those applications. Based on a questionnaire that they fill out, we choose three that we feel are going to be best suited for this client. And then we'll send them three instead of 30. Again, it's a huge time savings for them. And they know now that that VA has been vetted. Um, Tell me uh, uh, another thing. I mean, uh, another question that might be, uh, you know, in entrepreneur's mind is, do I need to hire virtual assistant full-time or, you know, do I just hire them per hour or per project or what are some of the options? What are some of the flexibility options that we as entrepreneurs have when we are hiring assist virtual assistants versus a full-time employee? This is the beauty of a VA. Uh, I absolutely love this question. The reason is because you can hire a lot of times when you're first hiring a virtual assistant, you're kind of just growing. You're just getting out there and you're starting to be late for appointments. You're starting to get overwhelmed. And that company that you started is now turning more into a job. And that's why a lot of people are reaching out. And frankly, a lot of people 
don't know that they can actually hire a virtual assistant. They don't know exactly what they can delegate to a virtual assistant. So a lot of times people want to kind of test the waters. So yes, you can hire a virtual assistant part-time. You can hire a virtual assistant uh, project-based. You can go to Upwork, uh, you know, and, and hire someone to, to maybe create uh, some spreadsheets for you for some data research programs, just so you can kind of get an idea of, of how that works. And most definitely, you can definitely hire someone that uh, can work full time. And we like to partner up with our clients. We like to grow with them. So when they hire someone, we, we don't do any project-based work here. There's a ton of great companies out there that do. So what we like to do is we kind of like to grow with that company. So we start off maybe on a part-time basis with a hope and understanding that we can grow with you and hopefully develop that position into a full-time position. So the people that are hiring uh, through Bottleneck, they're actually hiring somebody that they can say, hey, you're going to be on okay. my team. Okay, yeah. Um, that That's a very good answer. Very good. Um, tell me, do you have any... Uh, so you've been in this business since 2006, so you must have some uh, uh, some super successful stories of people uh, who were able to grow and scale just by uh, employing virtual assistants. But maybe you can also share, you know, uh, maybe uh, a story that didn't end up so good and, and maybe the lessons that we'll learn there. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Actually, I have a few stories of each <laughs> over the time, uh, but one I can talk about internally, um, a success story. A, a lot of people um, may have a pre preconceived notion that uh, if you hire VAs from another country that you're hardly, they're, they're hardly getting paid anything and, and, and uh, you're taking advantage of uh, a lower wage in another country. While this is indeed true to some extent, we do pay our VAs more. And one of the stories that's really positive is um, we have one VA that uh, has a big family, I think six kids, has never had a car before. And because of them working with us, uh, was able to purchase a car for, for them to get around for their family so they don't have to take public transportation anymore. And I thought that was a fantastic story. It's very warming. We had another VA that uh, purchased, their purchased their first house. Um, and so these are incredible stories about um, what VAs are doing uh, today. And they do great work. And they've been with us for, one has been with us for three years. One has been with us for four, I think four or five years. Uh, so it's incredible. You, and you can see you get long-term relationships out of this. Um, and they become like families. Um, However, on the flip side, uh, some of the challenges, yes, we've, we've had some doozies uh, before wherein um, maybe we ha I had a client that was having an incredible time um, uh, after they hired somebody. Uh, they, the, the VA was uh, just logging into their, their tracking, the hourly tracking uh, software that we have, but they weren't completing the work. They were just logging in for the sake of logging in. In essence, they were stealing from my client. And uh, the, I, I hear you chuckling. Have, yeah, you, have you ever yeah. experienced uh, not, anything like not that? Not just with virtual assistants, even with employees as well. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's virtual 
it, it, it's exactly the same thing without somebody being physically in the office. Um, but yeah, so what we were, what we had to do was, um, we had to talk with the client. Um, we didn't run away and hide. We had met the problems head on and we ended up letting that, uh, VA go. And when something like that happens, it's truly devastating because not only is it a reflection on bottleneck, but it's reflection on virtual assistance period. And once people get that negative taste in their mouth, it's really hard for them to stay motivated and move on. And so we, again, that's one of those things that slipped through the cracks. You know, how are you, how are you going to vet for something like that? It's really, really hard to do because they interviewed extremely well. And so a longer story longer, <laughs> we ended up letting that person go and they are blackballed from bottleneck. So they will never get another but position. I guess, I uh, guess the client and, and you as well, you were able to figure that out pretty quickly in the process. It wasn't like, uh, you know, they, they were doing this for six months before somebody realized. Oh, no. Yeah, that no, that was figured out within yeah, yeah. a within a couple of weeks. Um, now you mentioned you know time tracking uh, and and all different software solutions. So maybe we can spend a little bit of time on that. I mean, yeah, we live in this magical online uh, world with uh, services and apps and uh, software solutions and all of that. Um, are there um, any mm -hmm. particular apps that are you know uh, on your uh, sweet list uh, that you would recommend uh, all the time to everybody. Sure, yeah. One of the one of the coolest ones. Now we don't we don't use it, but this one's a little bit more expensive. It's called Time Doctor, but it's it's super awesome. Um, and you you can not only track the times, you can write notes in there. But they'll also take screenshots, um, and it is HIPAA compliant. So it'll actually blur out um, uh, personal information and things like that. It's a, it's a really cool software. Another software that is very similar to that, but about half half the cost is a is a software called HiveDesk, and and we use that one right now. There's also another feature. If you're uh, virtual assistants or overseas, you can use a, a company called GoLance. And the really cool thing about GoLance is that not only can you use GoLance as a time tracking software, but it's also payroll. And it's also um, a, an, a, a way that you can pay your VAs. You can also go on to GoLance and find uh, people looking for work. Um, and the nice thing about GoLance, it's completely free. Because the people at GoLance, what they do is they, once you pay, you set your, either your bank account up or your debit account up and you can pay your VAs through GoLance. What they'll do is they'll make their money on the conversion rate. So it's really, really cool technology. Um, the time tracking software is unreal and it's a really good solution. So those would be the three things that I like. Time Doctor, okay. Hive Desk. How about some, maybe some solutions for effective project management? Because, you know, managing your team is kind of project mm -hmm. management anyway. Uh, so, so maybe something for project 100%. management, maybe, <laughs> you know, uh, what you love for uh, productivity something yeah this is fantastic i'm glad you brought this up and i think uh hopefully a lot of entrepreneurs uh business business leaders are, are listening to this 
one of the most integral roles you can have within your organization, and Miha, please correct me uh, if you don't think so, is a project manager. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Would you yeah. agree? Uh, I can't recall any single business model where a good project manager wouldn't be a very key person. I really can't recall anything. Mm. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. And the, the, the reason I bring that up is because project management is key. And to answer your question earlier, um, we use Basecamp here. And then it's always good to have a nice CRM solution, uh, customer relation management, uh, whether it, whether it, and it, that CRM, it's, it's totally up to whomever the user is and what works best to you. Same thing with the project management, uh, software. We use Basecamp. We've used Trello before. We've used Asana. Um, we really, really like Basecamp. We've used, I think it was called Red, Red Booth. Um, and, but we, we ended up landing on Basecamp. And it's, but it's totally up to whomever it is that's using it, what works best for you. Some people love Slack. Some people love Salesforce. Some people love Entreport. Um, there's a bunch of different CRMs and project management software out there. Um, like I said, we use Basecamp 3. We really love it. And it works good for nice. our communication. What about productivity? Yeah. For productivity? Or you, so, I mean, uh, so can you give this me is like Trello, Basecamp, this is more project management, but then, you know, for a day-to-day -day productivity, mm -hmm. you know, scheduling, reminders, uh, things like that, do you just go with, you know, the basic software that mm -hmm. comes with your phone or, you know, with Google apps or something like that? Or do you have any special apps so that, you know, like, let's say, me and and my virtual assistant uh we can follow same schedules uh and things like that and deadlines and so on yeah gotcha um well there are schedule settings and things like that that we can set up in within basecamp uh, but we do use uh the g suite services by google uh, that way I can share with my administrative assistant. She's got access to my emails, access to my calendars. She can schedule. And then our calendar, um, our, our Google calendar is also connected with uh, Calendly. Um, I think that's what you use as well. But Calendly is a really nice scheduling software. And there's another software out there for, for, for automated scheduling. Uh, it's called Schedule Once. So Schedule Once and Calendly are kind of like, I, I, I think I kind of liken Schedule Once to more of the PC-based users and Calendly more to the okay. uh, Mac-based users. <laughs> That's why I'm Calendly then, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I, I have one more question. And, uh, you know, um, you mentioned yeah. your VA checks your email and things like that. Now, you know, for many people, that's kind of like, oh, my email is my personal thing. But then, you know, managing your email is a huge, huge hustle or can be if you get a lot of emails and, you know, mm -hmm. you can spend a whole lot of time on that. Uh, but, you know, how was it for you to be able to, you know, let go of that intimacy that we associate with you know our emails our facebook linkedin messenger and so on vis-a-vis uh, -vis the what you get by letting go so somebody else goes in there filters uh sorts things out maybe replies simple things and so you when you do go in there you just have the few uh urgent things that you need to take care of and everything else is taken care of you know like that 
process of of uh, in your head mm-hmm. it's, that's usually in your head like you know how do i let go and hire somebody to do this part for me it's a trust thing <laughs> yeah it, it was not easy for me to do that i do however have my personal email that only i have access to uh, but a lot of things come across in the email that you know, it, it's hard. I mean, you get uh, flight information and you get uh, bills and you get invoices and you get tax information coming across. So there's a lot of personal stuff there, um, a lot of business related stuff, but it's a trust issue. Um, I have to tell you, it was very scary in the beginning, but it's a systemized approach. So um, I have a very good relationship with my administrative assistant, Raina. She is amazing and she really gets what it is that I'm trying to do. But that's not because it just happened. I was very matter of fact with regards to the document that I shared with her during our onboarding process and what she was supposed to do, how she was supposed to do it, where she was supposed to go to um, categorize things, how to log in. Because it's a big deal giving away a username and a password. It's extremely big deal. But you can also use software like lastpass.com and you can give access to certain accounts without ever showing or revealing what your passwords are. And then if things don't work out, you can just delete access to that particular application or, or email or whatever it may be. Um, but again, it's, it's a trust issue. Um, and you just have to take the leap of faith. I tell you, it took me 45 minutes to an hour to check my email. I check my email now takes me about 10 minutes. Can you imagine? Do the math. How much is 30 minutes a day equal out to? No, no, at the I, end of I year? understand that part. I know that part. But uh, I do know also that, uh, you know, when you are first faced with that, um, it, it can be an issue because we kind of associate our emails, our, uh, you know, text messages, uh uh, messaging platforms <clears throat> with uh, you know kind of like a high level of intimacy to us and mm. it, it, and give it a little bit by little bit at okay. a time so yeah you you, you know? started you started with think, a little bit yeah. and then as the trust was forming um you you were able to uh do more and more uh, or or give away more and more of that i mean one of yeah. the things, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the same with like yeah. credit card information. Uh, one of the things that I uh, speak about often is that relationships are relationships. So for me, there is really not that much different whether mm-hmm. it's a business relationship, a friends, uh, a loved relationship. It, it's really a relationship, and I always tell entrepreneurs: so when yeah. you are building. Uh, something that's a long-term relationship, you can't treat it as a one-night stand. So it's not like you have one conversation and bam, here are all my passwords, all my credit card information. Yeah, even you know when you look at uh, the relationship that you have with your wife or or with your uh, with your uh, uh, partner, is you know you, you are building it over time, step by step. Each day you get to know them a little bit. They get Get to know you and and so when we are forming something yeah. like a, an assistant an assistant can be there for the whole life that you will be in that company and so you really need to uh 
nurture that relationship and and, and give it some time uh, and not treat it as a one-night stand. So that's uh, exactly how I tell it to everybody. I couldn't agree more. It's it's all about relationships. Uh, the, the longer you build a, a relationship, the more trust is built. And it, but it has to be a two way street there, right? So you're putting trust into someone else; they're putting trust into you. It has so much to do. I need to go circle back to this. I mean, it has to do with communication, setting expectations, and processes. Um, if they know what's expected of them, and you're clearly communicating. All the else, all the other stuff, the trust, the relationship building, all of that kind of comes yes, into place. I agree. Place. I agree. Clear communication is super, super, super important. Setting clear expectations, seeing that the other person understands them in the same way as you do. Because so many times, I, I mean, even in my past uh, companies, the ones that failed, you know, I was expecting something from people. They didn't know that. They weren't delivering on that. They thought that they're doing a good job. I thought that they're, you know, like not doing any job at all. But the point was the lack of communication, lack of clarity. Like, for example, now I, I have this rule that I don't say yes to an, a meeting without agenda that is sent up front and every meeting needs to end for each point in the agenda i want to know who does what and by when and it needs to be super clear uh so that once we leave the meeting we all know who needs to do what otherwise it's just a chit chat it's it's you know like we can have a coffee together but that's not a meeting yeah jamie so you've dropped a whole lot of value bombs throughout these conversations, and I think you you you've you know uh, described the whole virtual assistant world pretty nicely. But tell me a little bit about Jamie. You know, I'm sure Jamie has hobbies and 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 the private life and so on. So let's get to know that part of you a little bit as well. Oh, well, thanks. Um, yeah, yeah um, definitely have a private life, but I am a huge believer of life balance. So I approach life and business uh, all as if it is one life because it is. Um, so I have a lot of fun. I love connecting people. Uh, I love just having a blast. I really do. I look forward to the weekends, going out on the boat, enjoying water. Uh, my wife and I love boating. So we're we're at the lake almost every weekend. Uh, we play hockey. I've been playing hockey for 44 years. Uh, absolutely love it. And uh, as a matter of fact, that's where I met my wife is on the ice rink. And uh, we get to play hockey every Friday. So at 11 a.m. here, uh, we shut down and uh, my wife and I go play some hockey every Friday. So we have a ton of fun doing that. And, uh, you know, we just, we live and work the with the best intentions, we approach every day. I woke up this morning with a big smile on my face. Why? Well, because <laughs> I was going to get to talk to Miha today. I mean, it's so exciting for me. You know, um, I'm going to wake up on Friday morning and big smile on my that's, face. That's Why? Because nice. I get to go play yeah, hockey. I, I, I agree <laughs> so, with that. Uh, just yeah, life that. balance, no work-life balance or something like that, but uh, uh, life balance mm-hmm. where 
you know every every day should be lived happily uh doing things that you love doing things that you enjoy and and i see i mean even from from the conversation that we already had a few days ago and and now today uh how super super passionate you are about what you're doing how excited you are how motivated you are uh by doing what you do so it's really really a pleasure to talk with uh, a fellow entrepreneur who is uh um, really doing what they love doing. And, and that's so, so, so important uh, to do what is close to our hearts. Hundred and fifty thousand million um, trillion percent. I, I want us. Uh, <laughs> I want us to slowly wrap this up, um, so that uh, uh, so that our audience uh, can go and listen to this ASAP. Um, but before I let you go, um, I would love for to hear from you. Like you know, my, the audience is entrepreneurs. Uh, if they take one thing from this interview. Uh, what is the most important thing you would love to uh, say to them? Document, document, document. Do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it. If you're nowhere close to hiring somebody right now, right now is the time for you to start systemizing and processing your business. Write down a workflow for how you log in to your CRM. Write down step-by-step. Step. Take screenshots or do screen capture. Use a free screen, screen capture uh, software. There's tons of them out there. Document, document, document. Emails, whatever systems and processes you're doing. If you have a sales call, record the sales call. Ask for permission first, but record it so that if you ever bring somebody else on board, they can see exactly what it is that you're doing. I can't recommend or stress how important it is to document and document and document 150% thousand trillions gazillions agree with that no i mean honestly yeah i'm a huge fan of uh recording screen shares um, so that's how I do most of the things and, and, and just uh, create short videos. So one topic at a time. Um, so, you know, that they, they don't have to go through this whole one hour video just to find one thing. So it's like, oh, um, add somebody to our Teachable account. That's how you do it. Uh, delete them from there. New video, you know, update, mm. their, update their billing information. Third video. So I, I break it apart into small, small chunks so that it's easily uh, manageable. But yeah, I, I record everything with screen shares and then I just uh, voice, voice over through that and... Uh, that, that's that's my workflow. Anything that I see, I'm repeating. Uh, I, I make a recording and I start looking for who can do that for me. Oh, see, there you go. And you know what it is? Every problem that you have, other people are having those same problems. So it's so much easier if you just flip on the recording while you're doing something and bam, 
You don't yes, have to keep explaining it over and over agree. and over and over I mean, again. Otherwise, you can just spend your life onboarding people all the time. Uh, and especially if you want to go for scaling, there's no time <laughs> to, to do that manually. I mean, you need to have a system in, in place, like an internal uh, uh, school of, 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 of uh, knowledge um, so that when you onboard people, they can just go through that. They can watch the mm-hmm. videos. They can pause them. They can rewatch them as many times as they need so that they get everything right and then slowly uh, start working at that by themselves. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the longer they are in the position, they start recording. They start improving upon your processes. The, the, so, um, you know, permanent beta. <laughs> well, Jamie, I love it. Um, thank you beta. for being my guest today. I I super 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 appreciate you for joining me in 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 this interview. Uh, I appreciate you for who you are and what you do. Um, I love it, uh, and I know that many 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 entrepreneurs can benefit from your services. So I will make sure to include all your links. Um, in the show notes so that people can reach out to you. People can ask you even more questions. Uh, You were uh, very open, very transparent. You shared uh, literally the whole process here in in, in this interview. But if they have any follow-up questions or anything, or they want to talk to you about hiring some of your virtual assistants, I'll include all the links below um, so they they can go to that. And thank you again for for doing this with me. I really, really appreciate you. And I love what you're doing. Well, you are so welcome. And uh, it's been an honor and a privilege. And thank you for having me uh, as a guest. It was a fantastic um, conversation. And I hope will. this helps uh, take care, uh, Jamie, someone out And there. enjoy your week and, and especially your hockey on Friday. Thank you. We will for sure.